0: Yo, 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 I am your host, Rebecca, with First Steps to Sanity, and I will be here each week to give you the foundations, strategies, and witchy ways to help you gain confidence, manage your anxiety, and break the stigma by opening the conversation of mental health. So let's dive right into this week's episode. Okay, so I have Jessica here with Sovereign reconnections, right? Did I say that?
1: Reclamations. Right?
0: Reclamations. Damn it. I knew. It. I was like, as soon as I said that, I was like, that's not right. That's <laughs> like, put your shit together. That's what I was talking about, guys. I make mistakes on here all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, tell me more about what uh sovereign reclamations does. I still feel like I said that wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay, so I will be honest and say this is a pretty new rebrand. Um I have a business partner her name is Kayla and um, we've been working together for the last year um, but just recently we've decided to pair up and coach and do business together because so many of our ideas and our missions and just like how we go about like coaching is so so similar and we're just like let's just like combine forces and build together so we have um just rebranded, and it's sovereign reclamations and basically what we do is help women break out of the boxes that they've like been in for so many years whether they were like placed in these boxes by their parents or society or even themselves um and we help them like break down these boxes and then reconstruct them so that they can like reclaim their power and their pleasure and play and anything else that they are wishing to reclaim. Um, So it's just like a little new baby brand and we're really excited about it. We are in the works of getting our website up and running and um, a group coaching program is in the works, so yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're such a badass on Instagram too I don't know much about Kayla I'll be honest I should actually probably like start stalking her on Instagram <laughs> I need out more about her because I love what the business is I just haven't like reached out to her and been like hey we're friends now just so you know <laughs> yeah um, what what made you decide to because I believe that you um you call yourself a co-reclamation Re- I cannot talk today words are hard <laughs> is what I get for eating food and then like, all right, now we're going to do a podcast interview because now I'm all like, like stoned almost. (laughs) But what made you decide to brand yourself as a reclamation coach? God, I'm going to mess that up like 10 times. I don't know what it is today.
1: Um, okay. So it's a good question. And I'm not sure if I even have an answer for it. Um, we were just kind of going through like, different wording so like we have the sovereign sisterhood which is our free Facebook group that we've been running for like a year together so we were like alright like what works with sovereign like sovereign is like powerful like what can we tie into that and so much of like mine and Kayla's just healing journey um, individ- as individuals has been like reclaiming pieces of our lives and so we were like alright like does reclamation work like is there a different like I don't know so it just kind of like came it was like one of those like things where we were coming up with like all different kinds of words and then it was just like epiphany sovereign reclamations. and we both were just like yes like we just had like a full body heck yes and we went for it um, so it was just kind of like birthed in messy action
0: Hell yeah. You say you didn't have an answer for that.
1: Bullshit.
0: That wrong. <laughs> I was like, mm, you, got, you got this. You got this. All right. <laughs> so what about um, you personally? What made you decide to be a coach? What kind of like created that for you? All right.
1: So let me take it back to like four years ago. All right. So four years ago, I was like, I decided to do network marketing. And this was like something that was just like on a whim. Someone was in like network marketing, like an old family friend of mine was in network marketing and she was like, oh, you can make money and you can like do it your way. And that has always been like something I'm like, yes, I want to do that. Like I started working in like the normal, um, like corporate type things like (laughs) like when I was like 14 and from very very early on I knew that I did not want to like work for other people because I didn't like how I had to like basically dim so much of who I am just to satisfy like work requirements like um so I just I've always known that I wanted to do something for myself and create money for myself and so at the time network marketing sounded really like, great. I was like, oh, okay, I can do this from home. Like, I don't have to wear pants. I can make money and I can help people. Um, And so the network marketing company I joined was a health and wellness um, company. And at the time, like, I also really needed that because I was, like, struggling with my own, like, health and wellness. Um, And eventually I ended up leaving that network marketing company because it was just, like, kind of, like, spammy and I just didn't like the values that the company had so i moved to a different health and wellness company and that one was working much better for my lifestyle and just for like the work of it um but during that time i realized that so much of healing is more about or not more about but a lot of it was like oh here's personal development here's mindset work here's this and it's like okay that's great but when it was coming to like health and wellness I had realized that it was way more than just like mindset work like it was like embodiment work and healing work um and more of like the deeper stuff that wasn't so like surface level that you can get from reading a personal development book and so um i think it was like two years into that company that i was just like you know what i think i want to do more of like mindset stuff because like that's what I feel good doing. Like, I don't wanna just teach people about what foods to eat because you can have that knowledge, but if your mindset isn't right, um, you're still gonna turn to the foods that make you feel like shit, you know? And so it was really just like something I stumbled onto. And honestly, if I didn't have the like upline that I had, I probably wouldn't even have known that like mindset, coaching and healing and things like that was even possible um so she kind of like paved the way and showed me like oh this is a path that you could also walk and so i tried to do um like the network marketing and mindset stuff for a little bit but it was just like not feeling super excited about the combination and so i ended up leaving network marketing altogether and just started doing like more coaching and mindset and embodiment stuff so
0: you know, it's funny that, um, that that's kind of how you got started. I was reading this book, I don't remember what it was called, but it was talking about like if you want to start a business, but you're not sure what you want to start it in, that the best thing to do is just to go sign up for a network marketing group. And like, you'll figure it out as you're doing that. Like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool that like, as soon as I read that, then I come on here and you that's your story. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I definitely would say that network marketing really like shined a light on the pieces that I really like to do. And then also shined a light on the things that absolutely do not want to do. And then it also shined a light on things that like I needed to like start healing so that I could be successful in network marketing. Um and I guess since like we're on the topic of anxiety and whatnot, like I might as well just share that little bit. So with network marketing, there's so many like things that they tell you that you should be doing to be successful. So it's like, yeah, quotes should be right. So it's like, oh, go connect with like 20 people a day and make sure you're following up with those people and like just connect, 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 connect. And my story around anxiety is I have struggled with social anxiety. So these tasks that I was given of connecting with 20 people a day and following up with them and um, just connecting and engaging with people was like something that I really needed to work on because if I wasn't connecting and networking, then I wasn't able to build a business, right? Or, and I wasn't able to find success in the way that like other people were finding success in the business because so much of network marketing is networking and connecting and engaging with other people so through network marketing i realized like shit, i have a lot of healing to do when it comes to my social anxiety um and the funny thing is too is like i love people so much like i'm an extrovert i love being around people i love connecting with them i love deep conversations um so to say that i have social anxiety and then also being that kind of person it's just like what like how like how 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 do you live (laughs) um so yes where was i going with that i don't know
0: i don't know but i like it so far
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i mean like i said like i just i knew that i had so much like healing to do in that aspect which. I kind of already knew because taking it back a little bit further um when I was in college that was like the biggest challenge of my life when it came to social anxiety because I actually ended up like moving out of my home state to go to um, an out-of-state college so like I had no idea who anyone was no idea where I was (laughs) like what I was doing and during that time it was like a really really difficult time because I was having a hard time showing up for class I was having a hard time showing up for work because I was just so consumed by well what if my neighbors like look out their window and they just start judging me or what if like I sound stupid in class and then all my peers are laughing at me and I'm like I'm embarrassed and so um it was like toward the end of my time there is when I was like really fed up I was like something has got to change I'm tired of feeling anxious all the time I'm tired of like um worrying about whether people like me are they gonna judge me am I gonna fail here Um, I was like tired of being sad I was tired of being stuck in my house all of the time because my anxiety was just kind of like controlling what I was doing and so it's at that point that I realized that I needed to like heal some of this social anxiety that I had but when it came to business that's when I even realized further that I needed to heal it was like heal so you can have friends but it's like heal so you can build your business and create the life that you want to have
0: what do you say were the like the differences between healing to get friends and then healing to build a business because like both of them have social anxiety like kind of involved in it but i feel like there's two different processes
1: um well i would say when it's like to heal friends i didn't have to worry about also making money Hmm. it was more of here's the thing when I was at that place of like, Hey, let's make friends. A lot of like what I was doing to heal was very surface level. It was all right, let me read a personal development book and just kind of have like more of these affirmations and reminders and like forcing myself to go do things that I didn't necessarily want to do, or really my anxiety did not want me to do. Um, and for business, it's been a lot more like deeper, healing a lot more of like the inner child healing and going back to the experiences that got me here in the first place so I think um the easiest answer right now is just like at the time it was so much like surface level stuff and now it's so much more in depth if that makes sense
0: yeah actually it really does (laughs) like I never thought about that but no when I was first um Because I did sales for years before I started a business. And I was like, oh, it's going to be the same thing. Like, I was in sales. I talk to people all the time. It's fine. It's not, though. Like, I've had to go, like, a lot deeper. And I'm like, oh, damn. She got a point there. That's so true. Like, exactly what, like, you have, like, the surface level, like, yeah, you don't suck. You got this. But now you got to go, like, scuba diving. So you know, make sure your gear works because you're gonna be down there a hot minute, kind of level shit. That's
1: yeah. And if you think about it, like when you're working for somebody else, like for sales, right? Yeah, you're selling their product, you're selling their creation. But when you're running your own business, like you're selling your products and your creations. And with that comes so much more of like the fears and anxieties of like, Oh my god, is my work good enough? Like Are people gonna like it are people gonna want to work with me like are they gonna want to pay me like there's just so much more involved and when you're like working for somebody else like you're not the person who has to worry about that like that's the person you're working for they're worrying about that and you're just kind of like here I am like doing the work for you (laughs) you know like selling your products um and when you run your own business, it's like, you're everyone, you're the CEO, you're the like, you're the worker, you're the salesman, you're all the things. So I think because of that, there's so many different, like more roles and hats that you have to wear. And that with that comes like so much more like healing.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I like the way, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that either, that, I mean, I did it for, um, I was in like restaurant and then I did it for metal fabrication. So if somebody's like, oh, I bought it somewhere else, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, so you don't like my aluminum? I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, all right, dude. But no, yeah. Like the first time I didn't sell like one of my coaching things, I was like, oh my god, I'm not good enough. <laughs> I never had those thoughts when I was in sales. Like, I was just like, yeah. all right, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. I, see, you're making me think of things I never even realized I did. That's why I like you. That's pretty- <laughs> uh what would you say was the first memory of you like and it doesn't have to be it could be the first memory when you were like oh wow I think I have anxiety or it could be when you look back and you're like wow I had anxiety all the way back then does that make sense yeah
1: I would say that I've had anxiety for a very very long time um we're gonna I'm about to get deep with you here so I would say the first time I was like anxious was when I was like seven years old and that was after my parents got divorced and my mom picked me and my sisters up and like moved us from California to New York so I literally was like taken away from my family or my dad my grandparents my uncles you know that kind of family I was taken away from my friends at school. I was taken away from my environment. So really my nervous system was like in total shock. Like I did not understand a damn thing. I didn't understand like why I was like in a new state with new people and new family and I didn't understand like why my dad wasn't also with us in this new state with this new family and in this new environment. And. What I, I don't have a good, good memory about my childhood, but like what I do remember from like seven and under is just like being in trouble a lot. Um, With my dad, he was kind of the person who disciplined and he disciplined with um, like the belt. It was nothing like crazy. It wasn't like this abusive thing. It was just corporal punishment, you know? Um, And so I just kind of had this belief that we moved away because i was a troublemaker and that i was not good and like it was my fault that they got divorced and that we had to move and so after all that like i also didn't talk to my dad so it was just like oh well my dad doesn't like me and it was just this very like deep-seated belief and my mom had told me all the time like he loves you like um this has nothing to do with you it's not your fault but like seven year olds don't understand that you know like I was just so convinced that like it was my fault and that I was a bad kid and because of that my dad didn't like me and he didn't want to talk to me and so I took that belief and I was kind of like well shit like if my dad doesn't like me then like why does anyone else like why would they like me why would my peers like me you know why would my new family like me and so yeah, I, I've experienced anxiety <laughs> for a very, very long time. And it's like that experience with my father has kind of molded the way that I perceived how other people were perceiving me. And so on top of that, when I did start these new schools, I was always the new kid. And I was the weird kid. And I was the fat kid. and. Um, I was the kid that they could pick on and so I was bullied a lot and it was hard because not only was I bullied like in school but I was also bullied online because I'm like I'm 28 years old so I like kind of grew up in that era of like oh the the internet is not here and then oh here's the internet you know um so it was a lot of like me going to school and getting bullied and then when i would like come home um and like go on the internet it was more of like bullying through aim and just like zanga and shit like that you know um and so it just kind of felt like no matter what i said no matter what i did i was being bullied i was being like like the things that i would say were like being twisted and like put on me in a different way I'm like I didn't even say that like what do you mean like and it was just like I just basically like through all these little experiences came up with this like deeply deeply seated belief that like just no matter what I said no matter what I did like people didn't like me and like why should I try like why? like why should I try to have friends if this is what I get every single time so yes that answered your question and then went a little a little
0: deeper there <laughs> I didn't know that we were the same age though I'm like a couple months away from being 28 so that's really cool like everyone's either like like 23 and I'm like oh god I feel like I haven't done shit with my life or they're, like 35 and I'm like I still got time yes <laughs> so that's really cool I didn't know we were the same age not that that was the only thing I got from that but I was just like oh shit <laughs> but no that was like Honestly, that was really similar to what happened with um me, the the new schools, and then I forgot about AIM, man. Oh Jesus. <laughs> that was like another level. Oh, and MySpace,
1: like uh Yeah. Yeah, form spring. Like who came up with these
0: things? Oh like, uh, God! I mean, at like, Myspace taught you coding. Like now you're an adult, you're like, they shouldn't have took that away, dude. I could have built my website so much easier. <laughs>
1: I was always the person where I'm like let me find the pre-made templates like I don't got time for coding like my friend at the time um, my next-door neighbor was like my best friend at the time and she was like yeah let me code everything like I'll just pull and I'm like where are the free templates like I want those tried
0: to do them but they all sucked. I was like a goth kid like all through middle and high school and they were like these pink butterflies and flowers and I'm like fuck you, I want black and darkness. Like what are you doing? <laughs> Which did not help the high school bullying in case anybody was wondering. Oh, I went man. To like I went to a school where white people were the minority so like i was already like the the low kid on the level and then i was a goth kid on top of it and the majority of the school was christian so i was like either a goth slut a goth whore or i was like a satanist (laughs) it's like okay this is cool and i was fat dude i was like fat in high school but all these guys were like oh she's exotic because she's goth so i want to be with her it's like
1: how interesting right
0: i was like why would you want to be with somebody you just called a satanist like a day ago like aren't you scared i'm gonna like kill you or something <laughs> that's my thought maybe i watched too much criminal minds but i'm like
1: aren't you like scared they're willing to be sacrificed
0: yeah right they're willing to be sacrificed <laughs> for the experiment like Oh, oh my
1: man.
0: gosh, dude! High school is like like it sucked growing up, but like looking back, you're like, wow, that place was a fucking train wreck. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just need to get rid of it. Like <laughs> middle school, you just get a job, figure it out from there, man. You don't even need. Oh my out- goodness. <laughs> <sighs> We're starting a petition, anyways. <laughs> What was it like when you – um and you kind of already answered this, but when you shifted from network marketing into the coaching business, how was it like for you um, with your mental health specifically, like with your anxiety, what kind of shifted with you?
1: Um, I would say that I I started to become like – Worried about what my mother would say about me. Um, yeah, because, so here's the thing. My mom and my stepdad have done network marketing, like, over and over and over again. Like, literally, I grew up watching them do network marketing and being at craft fairs and all the things. So I think, like, when I was doing network marketing, um, I wasn't concerned about what my parents were saying about me because I'm like, you, y'all already did this. Like, you, you know, the name of the game kind of thing. But when I had told my mom, like, I'm not doing network marketing and I'm quitting my full-time job. Like she was not a happy camper. My mom is someone who is like, you need to just suck it up. Like you need to compromise and just go work for something that you, you're not excited about. And I'm like, absolutely not I'm not doing that and so when I like took the leap from like network marketing into like my own thing where I was like doing coaching and creating and all the things um I was more concerned about like what my mom was gonna say to me about money and what she was gonna say to me about like business in general and how hard it is to run a business and like all the challenges that come with it and like basically just like try to invalidate my desire to be a businesswoman who helps other women, um, because she just didn't understand it. Um, the other thing was, I was like more concerned now about like, well, shit, like, is this even a good course? Like, is this good content? Because with network marketing, it was like, oh yeah, you're just sharing like your experience with the products, right? Like your product to the product, you're sharing again, someone else's product as similar to like a sales position, right? When I didn't have my own products anymore and it was just like, oh, I'm going to share my life experiences and I'm going to share like the things that have helped me like heal a little bit. It was like, is this even good enough? Like, do people want to read this? Like, are people going to make fun of me? What are my high school ex-lovers going to think about me? It was just like, like just so much more like <laughs> to be concerned and worried about than with network marketing. Um it was a lot more of like, what are these people gonna like think about me? Like what are they gonna um tell their tell their friends? Are they going to be nice to me and like comment all nicely on my stuff, but then turn around and like go talk shit and like tell people not to work with me? Like just a lot of irrational things that like Come
0: up because of like the shit that happened when I was a child. So, yeah, I hope that made sense. Yeah. Okay. No, I was like, when you were like, oh, yeah, my mom was like mad when I left network marketing. I was like, what? Like, my mom was mad when I did network marketing too. Like, she was just like, don't do anything, just work for somebody. I was like, uh, yeah. I didn't realize they were never marketers. That makes sense. Um, yeah, she, uh, I, I honestly didn't tell anybody when I started it. I just changed the name on my Instagram handle and started posting shit. And I was like, fingers crossed. Like, I used stock photos for, like, the first few months. Because I was like, you can't see my face. Like, Even though, like, this is my Instagram that has my face all, like, you know, two months down. Like, you can't see it anymore. <laughs> it's like John Cena. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, with... Network marketing, like, I was used to showing my face. I was used to, like, showing up in stories for the most part. Like, I was not doing lives, though. I wasn't, like, coming on podcasts. I wasn't doing anything like that. It was just, like, here's my shake that I drink daily. Like, here's how I made it. Like, here's my workout that I just completed. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> a White, your shake. Hello. <laughs> exactly. Um, And so then when I was like not doing network marketing, it was just like, I, like, I, I took a business um, coaching like program with somebody and it was like, oh, you have to show up this many times, like on live. You have to do this, you have to do that. So it was still like, I was still having like these like quote unquote shoulds and requirements of how to be successful, but it was like like more challenging because it was like, I had to be more visible like i had to put myself in like basically like more visibility like i had to like make myself seen more and make myself heard more um and that was like really really challenging and if i'm honest like it still is like it still is very challenging um even though like it's gotten a lot easier it's still like before you and i humped on this call together i'm like spending eight hours of time like affirming to myself that it's safe to be seen and heard, you know, like I had to like talk to my inner child because she's like, no, we can't do this. We can't share this stuff. No one wants to hear it. Like they're going to make fun of you for even like having social anxiety. Like what? No. Um, so it's still, it's still there, but it's gotten a lot easier as I've like moved forward in my business. So
0: yeah. 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 I feel you. I still freak out every time I jump on these. I did a live this morning, and I was, like, five minutes late, because I'm like, okay, get it together. Breathe. Relax. You got this. Like, you just did this Monday. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Would you say that, like, your anxiety held you back in any way when you first started to kind of, like, jump into your own business?
1: Oh, for sure. And it still does. <laughs> like, um again, like I, w- I refuse to do lives. Like even now I'm like, I'm like too nervous to do lives. I'm like, what if like I stutter and then I I sound stupid or like, what if I see something that triggers people? So it's like, and also with like connecting with other people, I'm like, well, I don't wanna be a burden. Like, should I go in their inbox and like, you know, compliment them? Like, should I be doing this? Like, um, so it definitely, has held me back and in some cases it still does hold me back Um, there's been several times where I've been like yeah guys I'm gonna do this training and then the day of the training comes and I'm like eh, not doing it I can't do it I'm too anxious like I'm like scared Um, and I, I often wonder like where would I be now if I didn't have anxiety you know like if I didn't let the thoughts consume me and control me like what would business look like now how many women would I have helped if I wasn't held back you know
0: I think you would have helped less in my opinion you wouldn't have had that ability to empathize you wouldn't have had that knowledge on mental disorders yeah you have like a superpower now like anxiety sucks and I'm not gonna sit here and say like oh anxiety's great it's wonderful but it does have perks like there's there's things like um I was talking about this the other day. I think it was in another podcast interview, too. But, like, when I get really anxious, I get really OCD. Me, personally, I can clean my house like a badass. Like, and, I mean, is that the most important thing in the world? No. But does it, like, kind of make it, like, a little, it's like a little silver lining. Like, my house is clean. (laughs) It would not be clean if I did not have anxiety. I'd be like, eh, it's fine. (laughs)
1: So funny you said that because that's the first thing I did this morning. Like I woke up, yeah. I journaled my feelings, and I was like, "I'm gonna clean my whole house now." <laughs> it's so like relaxing to
0: like clean your house when you're anxious because <laughs> you're like, "Okay, this is what I can control. This is what mm-hmm. I can do." And now my house smells great, and I have six animals, so that's like a huge feat. I'm like, "My house oh, yeah. does not smell like dog." This is amazing. Like, I don't know how I did this. Got <laughs> like scentsy things everywhere. <laughs>
1: I hear you. I got, like, diffusers running, like, everywhere,
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> Dude, I just made, like, this candle shelf over here. I think I can actually, like, I mean, for people that are listening, they can't see it, but I did that. Oh, so pretty. Yeah, and I'm like, there you go. Now I can light a candle, and I can smell it. It's like, oh, yeah, you saw the candles that I got with Bed, Bath, and Beyond? Like, I still have them. I can love these things, <laughs> but I'm always like, okay, don't burn them too long because you don't want to die of, like, smoke inhalation.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: but i don't know i feel like i feel like it makes us weird but like in a really good way like in a way that like some people wish that they could be that's just me that's just my like
1: yeah no i mean i definitely think that anxiety helps with like it gives you skills that you didn't think that you would use you know so i was just writing about this in my journal let me see if i can remember oh, like, I was basically, um, writing to my inner child, because, like, so much of, like, my healing around social anxiety is inner child work, because that's, like, where so much of it has stemmed from, um, so I I have to, like, constantly be talking to my inner child, which sounds, like, a little crazy, like, if you were to hear me, like, like, first of all, if you were in my journal, you'd be, like, is she okay? Does she have, like, multiple personalities or something because it just it's like so odd that I'm like I'm going back and forth between like oh here's like what little Jesse has to say and this is what like me says now and this is what my higher self is saying it's like ridiculous like all parts are working together um but I was kind of talking about this same thing of like my anxiety has given me skills and one of them was just like all right well I don't talk about my feelings because, you know, to others because if I do, I'll just get ridiculed. And like, while that's not like a skill that's really beneficial, it's a skill to help me like kind of avoid like confrontation and avoid anxiety. So it's like, again, it's not like a great beneficial skill. It doesn't do anything for me now, but when I was like younger, I'm like, fuck yeah, Jess, thank you. Like, thank you for building that skill. Because it's helped you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's helped me avoid. And I, like, now in my life, I'm like, I don't want to avoid because, like, that doesn't like, what we resist persists, right? Um, but at the time, that really helped me not feel as anxious. I'm like, yeah, I just won't tell anyone how I'm feeling. Like, I won't be emotionally expressive. It's fine. Like, but it helped me, like, not be bullied, you know? So I do think that like our anxiety and our fears and things can definitely help us in ways that we like never thought that it would have. It, they just might not be like beneficial to you now.
0: Yeah. But it was beneficial to you back then. I mean, cause let's be honest, bullies like thrive off of you reacting. So for you to have the ability to kind of like not react and avoid it, I mean, that's definitely, like, one way to get them to shut the f- up.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. But now, it's, like, being emotionally um, distant is not helping my romantic relationship, you know? It's not helping me um, show up for my business. So, it's just something that I have to, like, reframe now. And I'm still working on it. So, don't ask me questions <laughs> about how I'm doing all that. Um, but it is like something that I'm like, all right, like this may have worked for you when you were 15, but it's been 13 years. Like we have to create something else that's gonna be beneficial and like sustainable to who you are now and who you're growing into.
0: Yeah, it's like you're safe now, I got you. We got new, we got new ways to handle this.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I need to talk to my inner child more if i'm being honest i like that's the one thing i'm i always do feel weird about it i'm like little rebecca and like i just have like this image in my head of like a midget version of me
1: (laughs) and then i just start laughing like i can't do this well, hey, like I've always found like humor to be healing. And so maybe like humor for your inner child would be really beneficial. Like going in and starting it off with a joke or like laughing with her, you know, it might just like break the ice a little bit.
0: Yeah. You know, I, uh, I avoided a lot with humor when I was growing up. Like when kids would like call me like a whore, I'd be like, don't be mad because I make a living. And, like, I would laugh. I would think it was funny. And they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this crazy bitch? <laughs> but they wouldn't do it again. They would be like, let's just walk away. Like, she's got something going on. So, yeah. yeah. like, And then it I feel like it kind of helps, too, like, if people laugh at you, but you're so used to people laughing at you because you kind of became, like, a class clown, it doesn't affect you the same way. It's so normal. You're just like, oh, they're laughing at me again. Yeah. Okay. Which helped a lot with the anxiety, which is probably why I was, like, oddly good at public speaking with social mm. and generalized anxiety. Because I would just get up there and make a shit ton of jokes and, like, have a serious speech in there. And everyone would be like, she's great. And then I get off the stage and I'm like, I'm just going to walk to the bathroom and throw up now, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, public speaking for me was, like, a no-go. I'd be like, I need to reschedule. Or, like, I'm sick. I can't do this, like, and it was so funny because I took public speaking, like, well, I mean, I've given presentations in high school and middle school, like, but, like, in college, i had to take it twice because, like, I didn't fail or anything. I basically, like, started at a community college, and then when I went to, like, a university, they wouldn't accept the transfer, so, like, they made me take it again, and I was just, like, this is awful, like that was the worst fucking class for me and you're gonna make me take it over again? Like I got an A and you not just accept it? Like you're gonna make me go through this fucking trauma again? Like, no. And so <laughs> when I took it the second time, I was just like, like, <clears throat> like <laughs> I just like look back and I'm like, oh my God, I embarrassed myself during that speech. Yep, I did that. But it was funny because my professor At one point had said to me like you're such a good speaker and like you'd be really really good at this if you didn't doubt yourself so much and I'm just like that's my problem here is I doubt myself and I'm worried about you and you and you and you and you and you like judging me or saying things to me while I'm up there because that did happen once like I was giving this like speech during high school and I don't know why but I was like making this like ticking noise like where I would say um and then like like I don't even know. Like, and so this one guy just like was repeating it as I was speaking. And like it was just like such a like awful event. Like I still look back and I'm like, fuck you. And I won't say his name because I don't want y'all like going to him and like,
0: you I know, like him. don't say his name, I'll like, find you like, like go after him. <laughs> <it. laughs>
1: <Like, fuck laughs> <you, man. laughs> but like I I still think about that sometimes when I like I'm like doing podcasts or I'm doing live videos. I'm like, oh my gosh, like let me not say I'm um a lot or let me not tick because so and so is in the background like laughing at me and mimic- like mocking me essentially. Like, oh man,
0: <laughs> dude, I was such a dick as a teenager though. Like they would do that and then I'd be like no, 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 <laughs> at their face and they'd be like, all right, whatever, like. And then it's later, so I would have anxiety. I'd be like waking up at three o'clock in the morning, like, Why did you do that? Now you have to see him tomorrow. <laughs> like, such an asshole. Like, that was my first response. And then my second was the anxiety that's like, Don't fucking do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so interesting how, like, you and I have both experienced social anxiety and bullying, but we just, like, dealt with it so different. Like, you're out there, like, making jokes and being an ass and i'm over here like timid and like not showing up or speaking like it's so so interesting to me how like the same kind of experience can be like dealt with in so so many different ways
0: i blame my mom she's really loud like 100 percent. like she's probably listening to this she heard this one part she's like that's me <laughs> she's like like growing up, we used to have like screaming matches and my brother lived with us and he would just like walk in his room all calmly and close the door. And I always say he's going to be the perfect motherfucking husband because if he could have lived with us for like 10 years screaming at each other 24 seven, he's golden. He can handle anything. Yeah. <laughs> it does not matter what you do. He will be okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. She was was an asshole. Like, she is an asshole. We're playing game night the other night at uh, my aunt's house, and she literally looked at my aunt and started screaming at her because it was like a, I don't know if you know what phase 10 is. Mm -hmm. It's like rummy, so like you'll discard something, and the next person can pick up the card if they want to, or they can leave it and pick up a card from the deck. Well, she kept picking up the cards that my mom discarded, and my mom was like drinking, and she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Stop picking up my cards! And she's like, you fucking discarded them! that ass silent and then someone skipped her and she's like you're a fucking whore
1: oh my goodness
0: (laughs) and i brought my fiance there like one year into the relationship just just, i'm not gonna say anything i'm just gonna see what happens (laughs) and now he's skipping her on purpose and he's like call me a whore do it it makes me happy (laughs) do it (laughs) do it So, I mean, it's, like, kind of like when you grow up with those loud, and, like, the whole family's like that. So, you grow up with these loud people, like, your first response is always to be loud. But then I had the anxiety, so then, like, later I'd be, like, fuck. (laughs) I'm just gonna not go to school tomorrow. I'm sick.
1: Yeah. Oh, I hear that. I literally... So the the time where like the bullying was the like the worst was like fifth through seventh grade and I like came home every day and like what's the word I'm looking for begged. I like begged my mom to like take me out of that school and she like refused. She was like, Oh no, it can't be that bad. Like kids are kids are kids are kids, you know, and like just go through another year. Like it's fine. And then like seventh grade happened and um it was like that was the year that i was struggling with like my body image the most and i tried to be like bulimic and someone caught me and then told on me and like basically we then had to have like um what are they freaking called where you sit in the auditorium like i don't know some like weird meeting where like the whole school had to come together and talk about like body disorders and like eating disorders and everyone's like that's Jess's fault. We're here because of Jess, and I'm like, Mom, you need to take me out of this fucking school. Like, I'm gonna lose it. And it was like in the eighth grade. She was like, All right, we'll we'll move schools for you. I'm like, thanks. We could have did this in fifth grade, but it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs>
0: You would think that the school would have more tact than to be like, all right, so now we're going to make this girl be publicly bullied by the whole school because we're assholes.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I have many thoughts about that school and how I was run and whatnot. It was a Catholic school. As well. oh. I don't know if I mentioned that in the beginning, but, um, yeah. You know, so. say no more. I got you. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Here I am now, and I'm working through all of this because I know that if I want to have the life that I dream about and I want to help the people in the way that I want to and know that I can, like, I know that I have to work through this shit. I know that I have to, like, show up in a different way, Um, and so that's what life is right now is just, like, allowing myself to be even more seen and heard on socials and in life. And working through the anxiety as it comes up. And so recently, I will be honest, it's been a lot more difficult because Kayla and I, like, you know, I said, we did this whole rebrand thing. We have a website coming out, like, all the things. So I'm like, oh my God, like, we're making ourselves even more visible here. Like, (laughs) and so for the last like two weeks, I was like, I felt like I was out of commission honestly, because I was just, like, so consumed again about, like, oh, well, what is so-and-so from high school thinking about this? And, like, what about the strangers on the internet? Do they even, like, it it was just, like, kind of, like, everything that I have experienced just hit me full force, and all these little, like, experiences of, like, what people said to me back then and what they did to me, it's, like, they're all just attacking me, but, Something my therapist a couple years ago had said to me was like, like events and um, memories will start to resurface when you feel safe, when your body feels safe. And so I think that's what's going on right now is like, I've done a lot of healing throughout the years and now I'm at the place where it's like, okay, like I have enough tools and I've done enough mindset work that like, I do feel safe to tackle this stuff um but you know it, it knocks me on my ass sometimes and i have to like remember like what my dreams are and like remember that i'm not the 10 year old that i used to be and you know move forward because if i don't move forward my business doesn't move forward and if my business doesn't move forward then like who am i helping like what impact am i making you know
0: yeah yeah That's a really good point like that you gotta move forward so that way your business can move forward so that way you can help people that's motivating for me so some people might be like no i'm cool i'll stay at my corporate job (laughs)
1: no and i think that's like it that alone like my desire to not be in corporate and like not work for other people i do think that that like just oh it's like it helps so much because i'm like well i could but then I like think about it and I'm like, no, like, I want nothing to do with that. And if I wanted something to do with that, like I would be there, like yeah. I would be there, but it's just not a desire of mine. And it hasn't been for so, so many years. Um. So yeah, I mean, you know, corporate life, whatever, like to each their own. If that's where you want to be awesome, but that's not where I want to be. and. I know that for me to not have to go back there, I have to do the healing and I have to do the work, you know?
0: Yeah, man. You got to go through the shit so you don't have to walk in an office and have to put on a bra and pants every day. My God, it's horrible.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or they tell me I can't have like green hair or I have to take out my piercings or I have to cover up my tattoos. Like, no, bye. I want nothing to do with that.
0: To be honest, like, the last few corporate jobs I have, like, in in a small defense, they've been like, oh, I like tattoos and piercings, it shows individuality, and I'm like, oh, okay.
1: Everything else about
0: them sucked, but that was good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing, because, like, I mean, I also worked in the mental health field for, like, five years, and it was just like, don't have this color hair, take out your piercings, don't let your clients see your tattoos, like, I don't know, man, but I'm glad to hear that, like companies are getting with the times and like finding more acceptance with that um because it sucks it sucks having to work for someone or somewhere where like your individuality is not appreciated yeah or you're told to like dim down
0: yeah i think the only place it was like that for me was actually like restaurant work which i think is so stupid like what does it matter if you have a piercing in restaurant? Where, like corporate, I could kind of see the whole, you have to look professional, but like, I know my delivery driver is smoking cigarettes in the car on the way to deliver my pizza to him. Do you really think i give a shit if he's got a lip ring? Like, <laughs> just don't put the ashes in the box, bro. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> dude, but no, sure shit. That's where they're most strict. I was like, okay, like, whatever you guys do you. Okay, so what would you say would be, like, one of your top self-care tips for people who are having anxiety and experience it on, like, a day-to-day basis?
1: Um, I would say get into your body, and I know that sounds, like, really scary, especially if you experience anxiety, um, because, like, anxiety is within your body, right? Like, it doesn't always have to be, but a lot of times, like, the thoughts that come with anxiety also manifest in your body. And so like anxiety doesn't feel safe. And it's like, well, why would I wanna like hang out in my body if it doesn't feel safe? But there's so much healing and so much wisdom that lives within our body. And I think so often we try to heal our anxiety in our mind. And like the mind is such a powerful tool and it can really like make or break us, Um, but it needs to be more than just like mindset work. It needs to be more than affirmations and reminders and conversations. Um, So I would say like really find some kind of modality that allows you to drop into your body, whether that's like meditation or um, like sound healing of some sort, Um, movement, like intentional movement. I don't mean like go exercise, I just mean like, be intentional and be mindful about like what's in your like what's going on in your body Um, and the other thing is really like getting to know yourself like really getting to know like what you like what you don't like what are your triggers what makes you feel anxious you know what makes you feel less anxious what what kind of things in your environment um, help you or don't help you you know it's like really take inventory of all of the things and um start to create some kind of plan that reflects that inventory um so yeah I like that that's good thank you get in your thank body you. man get I'm in your mind yeah. went
0: dirty the first time you said that I was like wait what
1: hey I mean, <laughs> I mean like, that's one way <laughs> that's one way exactly like hello hello <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god that's a whole nother that's like a whole two-hour conversation if I get it <laughs>
1: Let's
0: see. And with that, like, I know that this is kind of a very similar question, but you're like the self-care queen too. Like, I love seeing your shit on self-care. So I was like, all right, I gotta ask this. So this might be a very similar answer, but um, what would be your biggest tip for somebody that's just battling with anxiety as well?
1: Yeah, it is very similar to get inside your body, because again, like your body has so much wisdom and we just like have been so conditioned to live within our mind and to like heal um, anxiety and fear and anything else like in a logical way and anxiety is not always logical, right? It it could be very irrational. And so get out of your mind. And get into your body because that's really where a healing is going to occur. And I know it's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to feel uneasy, but the more that you um, get into your body and open space for healing, the anxiety, and at least in my experience, it, it allows the anxiety to not be as frequent or as severe, right? Yeah. So, um, And I guess like my other thing, it's like not even a tip, but just more so a reminder is that just because you experience anxiety doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. Um, For so, so many years, I was like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I talk to people? Why is it such a challenge to, um, you know, connect with other people? And that's not, that wasn't anything wrong with me. It was just more so the programming that, came to be through my experiences so please like if you're struggling with anxiety don't think that there's anything wrong with you because there's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing about you that needs to be fixed I think it's just more of like the program and the mindset that needs to be worked on so that you can live more like anxious free um so there's nothing wrong with you and also know that you can do whatever the fuck you want like you truly can do whatever the fuck you want um anxiety is not a death sentence it's not um something that should keep you small or keep you from sharing your gifts or sharing your light it's just something that you have to work with and i think once you learn how to work with your anxiety things are just gonna come so much more easily for you but don't let your anxiety like control you to the point where you don't even try to go after like your dreams and your desires like please please like not only are you doing yourself a disservice but if you are someone who's like also in business like you're doing your clients and the world a disservice
0: hell yeah you are period Mm as the kids are saying (laughs) So I would love to hear more about your uh, self-care mini course that you have that we're going to link down in the show notes.
1: Yeah. So Kayla and I just put together, um, it's a five part video series with um, a meditation and a PDF like workbook thing. Um, But basically we go over like what self-care is and what it isn't and like why self-care is so important in like reclaiming your sovereignty. And your, your pleasure your play all the things um, so we go over like the different dimensions of self-care and how it's like super holistic like self-care is not just this like physical thing um, it's a practice that really takes in like to account your mind body your spirit your emotions your social life all the things um, so we really like break down self-care and the different dimensions and then also Like, give you some tips on how to create a self-care, like, practice that feels good to you and not something that you're like, oh, well, Rebecca's doing self-care in this way, so I need to do it. Like, no, it's, like, really taking that inventory and creating something that works for you and your life and where you want to be. So, um, sorry, my cat's a little wild right now.
0: I was going to ask that that was a kitty, too, (laughs) because I saw, like, the blind shift, and I was like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> is that correct? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, she's a little wild. I'll introduce you when we're done here. Um, but yeah, so the, the mini series, it's $27 and it, like I said, has five videos, um, the meditation and the workbook. So um, yeah, if you're interested. It sounds like she ass. said she's gonna have it, it I think it is badass you know when we talk about self-care um the messy side of it too because I think so many times like people like look at self-care and like it's like it's exciting and it's fun and it feels good and yes self-care is all of those things but self-care can also be really fucking messy because like dealing with your anxiety is messy it's like going back to reflect on like experiences that have hurt you and people that have hurt you that shit's messy setting boundaries like all the things so we really like share how self-care is is more than just like the excitement it's more than like taking yourself out to like the nail salon or having a bubble bath it's like there's a dichotomy just like there is to everything else in life
0: yeah yeah I always tell that to my clients too like self-care isn't just taking a bubble bath it's eating a salad because you don't remember the last time you had a vegetable yeah. <laughs> it's you know doing things that you might not want to do but you know is going to help you in the long run
1: exactly exactly
0: i love that yeah you're definitely that. the self-care queen in my book oh
1: my god you're so sweet <laughs> like, put the crown on
0: and stretch the shit because it's already decided <laughs> Like, let me just go get a tiara,
1: okay? Yeah, right. like,
0: Halloween's coming, I can get a cheap one. <laughs> yeah, you can! Oh my god! Really great idea. I should do that. I should, like, try to find, like, a wedding tiara that, like, looks all gothic and creepy and be like... Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I bet you could find one.
0: I know. I need a look. I got a wedding coming up. I don't wear... I don't want to wear a veil. I, like, just think of that comedian who's like, why would you spend all this time planning a wedding... To block your vision. I was like, bro, that's right. It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's been really awesome having you here on the show. Like, I know everyone's going to love you because you're just fucking amazing. So, if you guys have any questions or you're trying to find out ways to get a hold of her and her badass self care stuff, everything will be in the show notes. And leave us a review. Let us know your favorite part. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For more bomb ass content, follow me on Instagram at first steps to sanity or leave me a review and let me know what your favorite part was. I can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye.